This podcast is sponsored by YMSE Real Estate Group, offering a tailor-made service, versatility and expertise for all your real estate needs. Are you thinking about selling, buying, investing or having your properties managed? For more information, check our website, www.yycrealestategroup.com. We are passionate about real estate and we love to support local businesses. We hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Cheers. Yeah. Well, let me introduce John uh, Sai, our guest here. John Sai is a real estate agent in Vancouver. Um, he's a realtor at EXP Realty. He's on the MLS Pre- Presidents Club Top 1%, uh, MLS Gold Masters Medallion Club Top 10%. I didn't even know they had these awards. <laughs> we, we gotta get there they don't, they don't do those awards in calgary I, no I, 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 I you guys i, I heard uh it's more so just company awards not not yeah. really mls awards right yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. and stuff like that right right yeah and he's how long have you been doing real estate for i've been selling for 15 years so july okay. would be a full 15 years and then going on to my 16th after Crazy. that you're double yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm double. old, dude. <laughs> how, how, how old are you? I'm 41. 41. Oh, you look so young, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> you look like our age. Oh, you you're guys the early 30s? Yeah. Yeah, you're That's the same awesome, age as my man. sister. 1979? Yeah. 80. So oh, January okay. 1980. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just around there. Just teetering off of the Gen X uh, mm. era. Nice. I, so I am a millennial. Yeah. Mm. Proud of I, it. <laughs> I, I, older millennial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 15 years, that's a long time. Like that's yeah. it's like, like a whole agent's careers. And at that age, like, I feel like you could almost do double that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, man, it's been a, it's been a journey. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure a seven years is a journey too. Yeah, like and and uh, I, I always always kudos to any Calgary agents that I speak to. The last seven years has been a doozy. Yeah, because you you probably came in when it was just crashing. I literally got in the year that it crashed. Like there you go. It, yeah, it was just like a straight crash. Like the only thing that I've known is this <clears throat> shitty market. But the right. thing is that like I it was easy to build it and it was at a, at a good pace to this point where it is getting busy that yeah. like we can keep up with it. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I got lucky. I got like the first couple years really good, but I, I find our, our business is pretty steady and it's pretty growing. It's like growing. Right. So I also feel like your business can grow in a shitty market or not in a shitty market, yeah. depending, depending on what work you put into it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Again, just kudos to you guys. Props yeah. to you guys for uh, sticking it out. It's not easy. Uh, real estate's not easy, and real estate in Calgary, <laughs> I yeah. know specifically, <laughs> it's not easy. So Vancouver uh, is. You must just be loving Vancouver real estate, eh? <laughs> it's just been going well, on. Uh, yeah. You know, we we are blessed. I'm not going to say that we're not. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 constant thing that I struggle with is like, are we good or is the market good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, and yeah. uh, a lot of times the market is really great, and I'm just uh, feeling blessed. Um, you know, when it when it when it does have a blip or a dip in the market, it doesn't last very long, mm-hmm. six to maybe maximum eight months. You're like, oh, wow, well, I'm kind of torn in my thumbs, but mm-hmm. it, it, it recovers well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What got you into real estate? 
Um, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, 22 years, 22 years old. I was just uh, minding my own business right after graduation, UBC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was for in Asia uh, for psychology, UBC psychology major. Mm. Right. And uh, couldn't do much with it. So I was like, oh, I'm kind of lost. And I met this gentleman at the gym. This was in Taiwan. And uh, he was financially free at 42 years old. I said, wow, uh, what do you do? I'm like, you just like work out every day. Like I see you every day. Do you even work? He's like, no, well, I, I sold my language school and, um, you know, I'm retired. I'm like, oh my gosh. So what did you do? He's like, well, I bought and sold a lot of real estate and then I bought the business, the, the language school, and then I sold it for a profit. And now I'm financially free. I'm still collecting a passive income. And I said, okay, what, what book would you recommend me read? And he said, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Just go read that book. You understand <laughs> that, you know, hilarious. all I the, so, uh, is I that so, the book for you guys too? Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's the book for everyone. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, yeah I, yeah, I hear it all the time and yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like it's like the fundamental book that gets you into real estate. Like I read that book in high school. And like, even though I didn't really understand it to its full potential, but as you start um, like getting into like, uh, you know, real life stuff and and seeing things and you kind of just relay it back to the book, like it's all just starts making sense again. Right. So you're like, oh shit. Like, but we, we read that in high school. Yeah. 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 Game changer, man. Total game changer. So yeah, after that, I thought, wow, I, the only thing that I actually got from that book was the real estate part. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is easy enough because I'm not a tech guy. I'm not like, you know, I'm not smart. I'm UBC psychology. I, I got my way out of school and the mm-hmm. easy way. I went mm-hmm. from pre-commerce to eco- uh, economics and then to psychology just so I could get out of school. I hated school so much. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, if I get, if I know this real estate thing, all I need to do is learn about real estate, buy and sell real estate and uh, create passive income. I said, okay, great. How was I going to do that? Okay, well, I'm going to go get my license because I didn't have any capital to invest. I might as well go sell real estate. So I kind of stumbled into it 2006. See, I procrastinated for four years before I got my license. (laughs) 1999, 2000, Y2K, I I don't know. There was a huge slowdown and then it went on fire and then it was just starting to teeter off and then I got in, right? So I did uh, two deals in the first six months and I was with my you know, mentor at the time, I earned 2,500 bucks in my first six months in real estate. Hey, so, that's good. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess so. I mean, to me, you know yeah. what? I was yeah. like, oh, this, is, this has got to be normal. This has got to be normal, right? Yeah. And um, so 2007, I got a little bit lucky, I think. I, I, I caught the last wave of the pre- pre-construction craze, mm-hmm. 2007. So I did 17 transactions that year. And I thought mm-hmm. I made it right. I was like, okay, well, this is easy enough. I just need to talk to my friends and family and they just send me business. I did one listing sold. So one listing sold and then 16 buyer deals, Crazy. kind of which a majority were pre-construction. And then, you know, you know what happened 2008, right? Yeah. Like everything started crashing down and I did. Um, so 2007, I worked probably four days a week, five days a week, and maybe five hours a day. I was like, oh man. I hit the jackpot, earned a hundred thousand dollars in your first full year in real estate. Uh, I made it. And then 2008, I worked seven days a week and I did 10 deals. And I was like, you got into $80,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. 
Shit. Like, cause 2007, I wouldn't have bought a car that was a hundred thousand with your earnings. Yeah, Spend all your money on a car. I didn't even get it yet. Cause you know, yeah. pre, pre-construction commissions don't come until six months later or th- 90 days to six months later. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't even get paid. Mm-hmm. I've spent the money in advance. Damn. So yeah. when I, when the money came, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I have no cash and I got to pay back this uh, credit card debt. Mm-hmm. What did you so buy? 80. Um, I bought a lot of shit. I bought my no, the car. No, the, oh, no, oh. the car. <laughs> the car. Uh, yeah. I, I bought this one over here. No, <laughs> no uh, it was the X5. At that time, it was oh, the, yeah. the new X5. Yeah, yeah, and then I was super excited. I was like, "Oh, four point eight liter! I gotta get the the biggest one, the biggest rims too." You know, yeah, it's stupid, but um, yeah. you know, well, it was a lesson. Yeah, a lesson. Sure. Yeah. Well, what are the commissions in Vancouver? How how, how do the commissions work? The for yeah. You know what? Uh, back two thousand six, two thousand seven, we started out charging two a seven percent on the first hundred thousand and two point five on the remaining balance. Mm-hmm. And then I did that for a long time. And then I started hearing about people charging seven and three. Mm-hmm. So I started charging seven and three starting 2015. And it's been like that until now. We're starting to charge seven and three and a half. Mm-hmm. I hear you guys are both the same, seven and three and a half. We're seven and three, yeah. Yeah. Seven and three as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the properties so the in Vancouver are way bigger. And like, well, that's the thing. Is, yeah. yeah. So our, my, my average commission, cause my, um, average sales price around, uh, 850. Yeah. So, totally. um, and those are just yeah. one bedroom condos, right? <laughs> oh, pretty much. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. In downtown would be a 850. Yeah. One bedroom, one bedroom and den condo. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. a, that's a nice big house in, in Calgary. In Calgary. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yo, you need. Yo. Yeah, you Go. get a really nice house in a in a pretty good community for that price, like inner wow. city as well. Yeah. No way, really. Yeah. You you need to send all your clients to Calgary. We could help them <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, Investing. seriously, yeah. man. Honestly, well, we're we're seeing that a lot right now. We're seeing a lot of investors coming in. Yeah, a right? lot of a lot of uh, people from Asia. Actually, I heard there's actually an influx of uh, people buying from Hong Kong because of what's going on over there right now, that there's a lot of instability. Yes. So they're, they're flooding wherever they can go just to park their money uh, just in case like shit hits the fan with China. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And you guys don't have a foreign buyer tax at all. So I think that's, uh, that's yeah. good. And, and uh, I, I would think your cap rates and your uh, return on investment is way better than what it is over here. We just uh, bank on a lot of the capital appreciation locally, mm-hmm. I think. But uh, cap rates are, I, I think, would be way better in Calgary. Yeah. Cash flow. Like they say in the Rich Dad cash, yeah. cash flow is king. That's all it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. How has uh, your business um, been going since the last 16 years? Ups and downs? Or how's it been in Vancouver? Like just steadily growing? Because um, I see in the last, yeah. I don't know when you joined um, EXP, but I see that you've been growing a team since i've been yeah you. yeah like- yeah so you know when we met each other at landmark uh it was probably about three years ago i think jason yep right in that time i had a somewhat a smaller team i think three three agents and uh two admin mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then since then, uh, right now we have eight agents that's on the roster, but uh, of which six of them are more uh, active on mm-hmm. the team. So mm-hmm. I leverage a lot uh, since then. So uh, ups and downs, yes. So 2007, right? 100,000. And 2008 went back to like 48,000. But um, 2009, so from 2008 to 2009 was the scary portion of the business. It was like six months with no deals. Mm-hmm. And I signed up for coaching and uh, didn't make any money, right? That's when I got into the $80,000 worth of debt, right? Mm-hmm. But then 2009, March, uh, I got into coaching and um, market picked up. So again, very blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, 33 transactions in nine months in 2009. Yeah. So then you know, it was like, like you know gradual, your numbers, like, eh? You know your numbers. Yeah, very, very. I, do. like, yeah, I don't I know do. my numbers at all. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a good, it's a good and a bad thing because yeah. I, I always used to do this. Oh, oh. So if I'm at this point this year, um, like this is where I'm at right now, first quarter. I'd want to go back to my first quarter uh, last year, first quarter, two years ago. See how if I'm if I'm better than those years. Mm-hmm. right that it's it's good and bad because good is that you know where you're at so you can improve upon it bad is you, you always tend to look back you don't never mm-hmm. want to look back mm-hmm. right yeah, uh, yeah unless it's to your benefit to your mindset so 2009 we earned 133 and then 2010 140 and then 2011 was a hundred thousand dollar jump uh to 250 and then 245 2012 Damn. And then 2000, 2013, another 250, and then another jump to 375, 2014. Crazy. And then 2015, market picked up. It like really picked up. We were uh, uh, 500,000. Crazy. And then 2016 went bananas. And uh, then I started to really leverage and start to build something. So I hired another buyer's agent, which I delegated all my buyer deals and I just focused on the listing business. We went straight to a million. Yeah. Right. So that's and, and that was years. just you at the beginning before you hired someone else. Was that just only you? Or yeah, you know, I had a partner mm-hmm. um that was like 50-50. Mm-hmm. So whatever deals we did um in terms of going out there, door knocking, networking, it would be 50-50. So that's why um in 2014 I had a little bit of a jump because I had uh separated from my partner. Mm. realizing that a lot of the deals I could have gone hundred mm-hmm. percent. So it, there was that jump right there. But oh, so you guys, you guys aren't partners anymore. No, not partners no. anymore. And friends, uh, are you guys friends still or we're still friends? I yeah. Said, it's yeah. actually her birthday today. So happy birthday, Irene, if you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So what yeah. made the shift from those like double jumps, like you from going from like one, one, uh, like 125 to 250, 250 to five, and then five to like a, a mil. Like, what was, was there anything that you can, um, like you remember that attributed to that success of that? Or I think it's a great question, by the way. Um, I think it's an accumulation of all these things coming together at the right time. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, you know, first and foremost, I read the book, uh, Psycho Cybernetics. And I realized that it's all about self-image. And so I, I had to see myself as a million dollar real estate agent first. And then. So is then, that why you got your legendary hairstyle? <laughs> uh, and you're always friend. in a suit. You're always in a suit and you got not that today. hair. Not today. Yeah, not today. Yeah. 
But yeah, you got your hairstyle and you're in a suit. It's funny because you messaged me. You're like, I'm not in a suit. Yeah. But that night I met you, you're in a suit for that, uh, that Lambert course, right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like my brand, right? And I saw myself, you know, like I started to put on uh, suits and ties, I think 2013. And I, and I just always showed up in a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. And then that was like, that was like who I am. And then who I am is a Mike Ferry agent. And then I saw, started seeing those people up on stage making a million dollars. I started to hang out with them and then mm-hmm. believe in myself, the self-image of a million dollar real estate agent. And then I increased my commissions that year, remember, from seven and two and a half to seven and three. Mm-hmm. And the market increased like bananas. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that year, everything just came together. And I was I, I was working seven days a week, 12, 14 hour days. And my coach was pushing me so hard. She was like, go get it. A million dollars is possible. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I my identity went there and everything else just came together. What's funny is. Um, I was like, oh, am I a one hit wonder? Is this just a one year thing? Mm-hmm. Right. So the market started crashing the end of 2016 because of the foreign buyer tax. Mm-hmm. But uh, 2007 because of, because of what? The foreign the buyer foreign tax. buyer tax. What, what was that? What was that again? If you could just refresh. Yeah. So yeah. because um, there are so many foreigners from China specifically, they're buying up property like crazy mm-hmm. and just leaving it vacant. Mm. Right. And they're just they're 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 just putting their money here, so to yeah, speak. Parking their money. Right. Mm-hmm. They're parking their money, which is nothing wrong. It was great for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my 2016, 54% of my business was mainland China. Right. It was that crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everything started crashing down. They introduced this tax where it's 15%. If you're a, a non-Canadian citizen and a non-permanent resident, you would be paying the 15% extra tax. Mm-hmm. On top of the purchase price. On top of the purchase price. So if you bought a million dollars, it would be $115,000. Sorry, uh, $1,150,000. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So that slowed the market down, but not for very long. Yeah. Right. In uh, 2017, a year. So about six months slowdown. Mm -hmm. And we still hit that 1 million mark. And to that six months slowdown, it started to go crazy again, uh, February 2017. Mm -hmm. Right. And by this time, it was like, even though there were no um, buyers from China, the local market. So the condo market that year just heated up like crazy and the detached market went to the shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, I made an adjustment. Uh, 2017 was great. Again, we did 137 transactions, just over one point uh, 1.04 million in GCI. And then 2018, they introduced something else. They they raised the uh, foreign buyer tax to twenty percent, <laughs> and then they introduced um, the uh, empty home tax and what, what's the empty home, what, what, what's the empty home tax? The so the empty vacant. home tax is uh, if you leave your property vacant, let's say you're a foreign investor, even though you're a citizen, but you live abroad, you buy a home, but if you leave it vacant for more than six months in a year you have to pay an extra 1% of property tax. That's crazy. Yeah. So people, that flooded the uh, the rental market. And the mar- rental market since uh, still in terms of pricing ha- has been hit. Mm. Right. So it dipped down because of that. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody had to rent out their properties then. Exactly. Don't you exactly. guys have a, like a 2% transfer tax as well too? 
Yes. So um, this, Jesus. this applies to, this applies <laughs> to everybody, right? Yeah. So let's just say you bought a, a property for a million dollars, and um, it's actually one percent on the first two hundred thousand, two percent on the remaining balance, mm-hmm. which is equal to two percent minus two thousand. Mm-hmm. So one million equals twenty thousand minus two thousand, which is eighteen thousand. Mm-hmm. On top of the foreign buyer tax. And of course, if it's it's a brand new property, then you have to add the, the GST, which is another five percent. Now, there's also a luxury tax, guys. Um, anything <laughs> over three million, then you pay an extra. I believe it's a two percent. Over five million, that's an extra three percent. Holy fuck! It's a lot yeah. of taxes. There's a lot of taxes. It's a luxury tax, right? I so. feel like. Oh, I wonder if that's like if people would see that as like almost racist because that's like, there's so many Chinese people that are buying there. Is it targeted towards uh, like a lot of like mainland Chinese that are buying there? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of interesting because we don't have any of those taxes here. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's like saying, it's like saying um, we're targeting the, the buyers from China without actually saying it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, but the thing is, I think people have very short-term memory. Mm-hmm. So when the tax was introduced, at first it was like, oh my God, it's over. It's over. You know what I mean? The market's going to crash. And then people got used to it. 2017, it just went bananas again. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then they introduced another tax. And then they went bananas again. Right? And then, uh, well, last year is a little bit different. The pandemic, it's not going to go away. But the pandemic actually helped people um, want to relocate from their homes that they didn't like anymore, which is happening in Calgary and everywhere around the world. So mm-hmm. in the real estate industry, we're, we're very blessed, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So is it still a lot of uh, foreign investor buying? Right now? Not a lot. Mm-hmm. Not it's a lot. Locals. I would think um, uh, locals and or expats, um, a lot of people coming back from Hong Kong who, who already have citizenship here. So mm-hmm. they don't have to pay the, the uh, foreign, foreign buyer tax. Mm-hmm. They're coming back. And a lot of them have purchased in the last couple of years uh, virtually. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. on a video call. Just on a video call, and a lot of times they purchase off, uh, you know, pre-construction. They purchase off of floor plans, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they need to be here to go see the hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> just so, send them the copy of the floor plans, and then they just buy it. <laughs> exactly, it's crazy. <laughs> we're we're in the wrong city, Dave. <laughs> I know. It's funny. It's funny because like um, you would... one of my friends, would... he's been telling me he was like, "You need to go to Vancouver," because his mom's a realtor out there. And she's like, my mom's like, his background's Filipino. He's like, my mom's a fob and she's been doing real estate out there and she's like killing it because she's just been in the game for so long. Right. And she was just saying, he was just saying like, yeah, like what you guys are doing in Calgary. Like I see what you guys are doing. You guys need to be doing that in van. Yeah. Big time. I I always say uh, again, (laughs) much respect to you guys being able to grind it out. If you were to move your business here with your work ethic and your systems in place, like it's, you guys are going to kill it, make a lot of money. <laughs> I would think. Yeah. 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 Well, be for sure. Soon. Cause the price, the prices are, are higher also. Um, yeah. So are you same saying commission structure, same commission? Um, are you saying like a lot of the times um, I think we're having that in our business. We're not even seeing the client, but um, a lot of times for you, it's a foreign investor. They just call and they're like, Hey, we're ready to buy. And then how does it, how does the closing happen though? If they're overseas. 
Yeah. So we actually have a notary that works with uh, um, notaries abroad. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone is purchasing and they're buying completely virtual and mm-hmm. they they want to close in Hong Kong. So my notary here has someone there that they correspond with. All they need mm-hmm. to do is send over the documents over there and then they see the notary in, in person and sign there. We're all good. Interesting. Not yeah. easy, hey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we have enough like foreign Asian buyers in the city. Like, I feel like they're all going to either Toronto, Toronto, Vancouver, yeah, and Montreal. I heard, um, but uh, because the number one reason why a lot of the foreign investments going to these major cities is also because of the universities, and mm. like UFC is actually not very highly rated. Like, they'd rather go to Edmonton than go to Calgary. Mm. U of A is like a renowned school, right? So I was reading on this article, but that's the number one reason why a lot of foreign investors in Asia are buying in those major cities because they want their children to have a home Ah. to go to a good school. Right. That's where Calgary, uh, they shit the bed on that one, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, well, I mean, you guys had such a a strong uh, oil industry you know, for so many years. And, uh, you know, now you guys are probably building up some other, other industries. Right. And I think the people who make the most money are realtors in Calgary. No, right yeah. now. I no. Think, right. I think no. it's like dentists, doctors, Tech? engineers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then like real estate agents are pretty up there, but they don't have a cap up there. Right. Because right. I mean, if you're a, a big producing agent and you're doing like uh, 150 plus deals here in the city, I think you you would supersede any doctors or dentists and stuff like that. I would think so. I mean, I was looking at this guy, Justin Havre. Havre. Is that how Havre. you? Havre. Yeah. Havre. Havre. Yeah. Havre. Havre. 178 deals in a month or something like that. Like how, how is that even possible? <laughs> I, I think he's 60 it's a, agents. Yeah. 60 agents. 60 agents. That's like, a, that's more than a brokerage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he's he's, I think he's the biggest man. one in uh, North America. For Remax, oh, yeah. for, yeah, for, for Remax. Remax, got yeah. it. Okay, wow, yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, <laughs> weren't, you, weren't you at Remax before, or where were you? Before? No, I was at a boutique uh brokerage called Rennie and Associates. Oh, so, oh, yeah, 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 Rennie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rennie is um, a big, big name here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been a project marketing mm-hmm. for the past um 20 25 years since mm-hmm. 1996, mm-hmm. and Bob, um, they the company sells around 2000 units on the presale end mm-hmm. and then about uh, just about that as well on the resale end mm-hmm. but main, mainly the, the the revenues of the company come from the presale end because there's not a lot of uh, overhead any marketing mm-hmm. costs are are borne by the uh the developer mm-hmm. yeah yeah is there a lot of is there a lot more smaller boutique brokerages in Vancouver um, not, I don't think a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There's one that's very prominent called Oakland Realty, and mm-hmm. uh, it's um, it's just a couple, couple, couple agents that got together in 2012, and they've just been crushing it. Um, great branding. Uh, they built it up to about 450 uh, agents mm-hmm. in within uh, nine years, right? So you know, props to them. But um, the other smaller ones like Jovi Realty, um, Team 3000, um, there's there's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I think there's more in Calgary. No CIR, or, you know. Yeah, we got like yeah. CIR, Maxwell, Remax. I think those right. are the big ones. But I, th- I right. feel like I feel like the the brokerage model is shifting, where it's becoming like smaller boutiques, and smaller I, boutiques. I, and I even see like 
EXP is starting to grow, right? Um, yeah. Right. Significantly, right? Yeah, a so, lot of major agents have left to EXP uh, mm. probably in the last like six months. They they grew their agents quite a bit, um, just because I think I think people are understanding that these bigger brokerages are not offering as much as they could be for the price that they're charging. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Makes sense. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, John, tell me more about your shift. I'm very interested in after you read the book. Um, I, I've actually read it I, a while ago. Psychos, uh, psycho, psychos. Was it cybernetics? Cybernetics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, so talk about the like the shift where, yeah, that like that, that you did with after reading that book. You, you said you changed your image. Like, what was ex- exactly that you did that really? shifted you um i think it was affirming because i used to affirm a lot that oh i'm gonna make a million dollars i'm gonna make a million dollars i'm gonna make a million dollars and the book actually taught me to affirm something else which is you know who i am right is a millionaire real estate agent Mm -hmm. who i am is the one who easily and effortlessly makes a million dollars a year Mm -hmm. so it's not do have them be because that's what I came from before. It was like, you know, forcing an outcome, do whatever it takes to get to that level to be that person, but it's actually reverse. So you have to see that yourself act as if, right, that you're that person already. And then all the actions that you do are consistent with that being mm-hmm. who you're being, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, and then you can have the things that the real millionaire real estate agents have, Yeah, but you got to be first. So that was a switch is the self-image. Who, who do I see myself as first? Mm-hmm. The book talks about him being a plastic surgeon and all these women that came to him would get one surgery, two surgeries, and then they wouldn't stop because this in here didn't oh, yeah, change. Yeah. They still saw themselves as that ugly duckling. Mm. so they just kept going but if they change the inside then the outside they probably need to just maybe one or two things and then they're good <laughs> you know what i mean but, but if you didn't just the nose them, job right yeah it'll just keep going like you know, yeah. you know michael jackson style right yeah so. that's crazy so it, it sounds like it's like a book about like reverse engineering like imagining where you want to be and then working backwards from that Correct. And, and, you know, all those books that I read beforehand uh, 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 kind of put it all together. The Secret in 2006, I was like, mind blown. I don't know if you got the first time you've seen that, uh, that DVD mm-hmm. back then. The Secret? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, no, this isn't real. Like the law of attraction is yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was yeah. like, yeah. and then, but then there was something missing because I was always visualizing and then going out there and taking all the actions and visualizing. Uh, the outcome, but I was always coming from a place of doing. I just kept doing, but then I, I didn't see myself as a person who is worthy of all the success. That was the major switch to answer your question. Very long answer to a quick question. No, it's a very good answer. I, I'm still trying to understand the, what made you actually start to believe and be that person. So, oh, it wasn't a one day thing. It wasn't yeah. a one day thing. But, but yeah. the realization that the self image was the most important piece of the whole thing yes. had me realize, right? But it wasn't um, 
I had already uh, been exposed to that idea of more of who I am, not mm-hmm. what I do is that's mm-hmm. going to get me there. Right. Mm-hmm. But then after that book, I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to see myself as that person first. Do I see myself worthy of the money that I want to make? I didn't see that before. I was like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. these guys do that. Now that's not me. That's not me. Like I'm a guy who makes, you know, 350,000. I could never break through. For those years that I was uh, stuck at two hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. I was my goal was always four hundred, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I just couldn't break through because I didn't see myself there. And the other thing was, okay, I I didn't um, believe that I needed that much money to um, run my life. So in two thousand twelve, I uh, put down how much I want to spend a million dollars. So it's $83,333 per month. And I wrote down each and every item that I would spend monthly to make that up on a yellow piece of paper, scratch that. Mm-hmm. And 2016, when I pulled it out, I was like, oh my gosh, it all came true. <laughs> right? Yeah, so you, so you it's put just, it into fruition. I did. Yeah. I did. Is that when you but bought that you know car? What? The thing is... Um, um so so because i saw you bought a new car just yeah yeah yeah. so you know then 2020 was another story it was another breakthrough Mm -hmm. right because i was like i was always trying to buy more real estate buy more real estate buy more real estate to create to create residual income and then um but but then it was for 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 vancouver it was more about ego i told Mm -hmm. people that i had eight properties Mm-hmm. And of which four of them are majority um, negative cash flow. So I just could just say that I own eight properties. I'm like, woo, I'm rich, but I'm not, mm-hmm. right? Like 2020, when you know commissions went down the first few months of the year, I was like so scared. So I was like, okay, this this can't go on because I was negative um, four thousand mm-hmm. <laughs> in my cash flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, from those properties every month, and then yeah. Oh, every month so i was like i was feeling rich and so it's mm-hmm. a tax write-off but i was i was i was like okay my, my, my commissions are always going to be here so i don't mm-hmm. have to worry but mm-hmm. when commissions start slimming down a bit you start to feel the pain mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so then um yeah i sold those properties last year and just started to invest in things that only created cash flow mm-hmm. and not negative cash flow i didn't so the thing is i didn't want to go backwards in my net worth yeah stupid right stupid <laughs> but little did i know that when i when i when i sold those properties the equity that i pulled out i paid off all my debt my net worth actually went up mm-hmm. and my cash flow went up every month mm-hmm. yeah that's and so i started point. feeling more abundant again yeah right I, I think you guys are smart guys like um it's all about cash flow and i think the the properties in uh, calgary yeah we I have think to that's a smart way to go you the have reason, to right who, the appreciation here in Calgary is very slim. Like it, it's not much growth on a property, right? So if you're buying slowly based on appreciation, Calgary's the wrong place for that. Yeah. But if you're buying slowly on cash flow and appreciation is a bonus, then you, there's a lot of upswing on that, right? Because yes. there are a lot of cash flowing properties here. Um, and the the value of the properties are not that expensive. Like for one property in, in Vancouver, you could probably buy three cash flowing properties in Calgary, right? Okay. Well, I got to look into it. Send me something. <laughs> <laughs> I got to show you the numbers here, man, especially for Airbnb, right? Airbnb yeah. here. Yeah. Um, we've been we've been pushing hard on the Airbnbs because... Uh, the prices that you're getting here to Airbnb a unit 
is um is pretty good return right that's but, another hurdle for uh for bc is that um not many airbnb especially in downtown or lower mainland um yeah. unless you're the owner of the property and you are primary resident of that property they don't allow you to do an airbnb yeah there's a lot of restrictions yeah. a lot of restrictions in, my, in our city but uh yeah no we should talk we should yeah. talk definitely Oh, I'll be in Vancouver in May if you want to link up. <laughs> oh, dude, that's definitely link up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, by then it'll be more open, so mm-hmm. it'll be good. Yeah, sounds good. What What would you say you've learned in the last uh, two years growing your business? The biggest things you've learned to to elevate your real estate game, like you've done. I think it's becoming a, a better leader every single day, right? Because at at this point in my career, I'm I'm. You know, I don't want to, you know, keep chasing the uh, top 10%, top 1%. It's meaningless now. So I want to see my guys uh, succeed. Mm-hmm. So if my um, six agents or all eight agents on the team, if they're all hitting hitting their goals, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Like I can take care of my finances now, right? Like I'm, I'm not negative cash flow anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just want them to succeed. And if I can help them get what they want, I immediately get what I want anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's all I focused on. And, you know, in the past, uh, so 2018, 19, 20. So Jason, I took the team management leadership program. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you do a lot of um, uh, self-development also like, like Landmark, other courses? Like, do you do a lot of, us. yeah, like you do do a lot too, right? I'm assuming, because I know that one that you were in was like a, a heavy one. Wasn't that like a year or something? Team yeah, management. yeah, team management leadership program was two years. Oh, two years. <laughs> two year program. <laughs> two year program. And uh, you know, last up until I think last month, I had seven coaches. Holy shit. Seven seven coaches. Yes. Seven like what coaches. T- for for which types, like for business, for personal, like Real all, uh I had a, a personal development course with what's called um the being being the solution mm-hmm. personal development course with Daryl Rutherford. This man was 97 before he passed away. And I had the pleasure of uh, coaching with him um, from 2017 to 2019 when he passed mm-hmm. or 18, I think, mm-hmm. when he passed. And um, so that's one. And then abundance coaching, which is a spinoff of that one. I had a team coach, uh, Jason Samard and um, Nevin Hollett out of uh, uh, St. John's. And then I have a landmark coach one-on-one. And mm-hmm. I have a uh, agent attraction coach, Casey Council, <laughs> and then another. Um, this is more. It's called uh, GoPro, GoPro Accelerator, which is that's, Eric Worry. That's a lot that's of seven coaches. coaches. Damn, seven coaches. But I want so much, guys. I want yeah, yeah. so much, but yeah. there, there's only so so much me. Yeah. And physically, mm-hmm. exactly. So mm-hmm. you know. Now I have come back on a couple of coaches, which I feel a lot more freedom. And um, what I focused on in 2020 is, is health first mm-hmm. and foremost. And then mm-hmm. it's family. If you can get your home right, everything else is okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's all gravy. We have all of our limbs. I, my, I got my eyesight. I can speak. I can see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everything else um, is just gravy. If we're not living under a tarp, we, we've already made it. And 99% of all of our problems are first world problems. 
Yeah, exactly. If I come yeah. from that, then then my day is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we get into this like some sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves into like, oh, I just want more, 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 more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like gratitude. We, gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I was that was actually one of the questions I was gonna ask is like like you're busy, you're producing a lot, you have family, um, you guys ha- you guys have kids as well too, and then you're also have running a team of eight agents. Like, mm-hmm. how do you find balance between like your personal life and also your business life, right? Yeah, she's I mean, Crystal's very, very understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes care of hundred percent of the, all all the house stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I delegate a lot of, uh, you know, bill payments. I, I don't do it. And, you know, <laughs> everything, anything and everything. Uh, thank God she's so smart in taking care of all that mm-hmm. on the tech side, too. Like all the podcasts and the YouTube stuff, she does it all. Oh, right. Shit. So we kind of incorporated family life into that. So we made it fun a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you guys are like you know, a team. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. like a team. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, she's actually very excited about doing all that. So that that I'm not excited about that. So I'm just her little puppet. So she has fun at that. So we incorporated <laughs> family into work. And because of the pandemic, I actually stayed home and worked. Mm-hmm. And so I could see Zoe all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, when I can just step outside of my um, den where I work, I could just spend time with them. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. So it's been a blessing, um, but you know what? Uh, I made a lot of changes uh, when working seven days a week. When I didn't come home a lot, uh, it was like I would go out seven o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't be home till uh, nine ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And one day, I swear, one day um, I came home. She was in the dark on her laptop, and the, the lights were off, and uh, the the laptop uh, the light was shining on her face, and she was just you know typing. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong? Right. This is like a couple of years into our marriage and uh, she didn't say anything. So I kept asking her and then she finally said, uh, not looking at me. She said, when am I going to be happy again? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's so if you have a partner, you know, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And what did yeah. you say? <laughs> I said, well, then <laughs> changes have got to you gotta be make made. a change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I picked up uh, landmark. Jason mm. and I started to become really self-expressed with her, mm. you know, and we clean a lot of stuff up. You know what that means? Just com- yeah. completing things, you know, being um, in communication with each other. And mm. she took um, the uh, landmark form and then both uh, communication courses as well. Mm. So she, we started to speak the same language. Thank God for landmark. Uh, it probably uh, was better than three years of um, therapy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I also took the course as well, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, like I finished the SELP. Um, I've done a lot of the seminars. And then Jason and I are right now in the effectiveness seminar. The guy's a beast. I know. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's great learning from him. Like, yeah, we're like, why not learn from one of the like, you know, a huge restaurant owner in the city, right? Running teams, like how they, they got it done. So it's actually very interesting listening to him talk about stuff because right now, you know, the, the bigger problems you have, um, um, the bigger, like the better you become as a person, right? You yeah. grow because mm-hmm. of those bigger problems. Yeah. Right. Intentions. So, yeah. Exactly. It's a big thing about intentions right now. And just like, where do you want to be? What do you want to create? And also reverse engineering it so that it actually works in your life. So yeah. it's pretty solid. <laughs> this is yeah. this is good. I get I get the I get the language too. It's it's great. It's all about reverse engineering. 
unfolding backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, language and communication, I think, is very important in like a business and a relationship, right? And I, I feel like that's why a lot of, um, you know, relationships or businesses suffer because there's that language barrier and communication barrier that isn't mutually understand it. You know, when, when, when I say, oh, you're in a story or you're in an act, you know, you understand that, right? Yeah. Because we've all gone through that course of like, what does that actually mean? You know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at the beginning with, with, uh, with me and Dave, it was very hard communicating with him mm. very, and for us to communicate as business partners but I found after he took the course, it was a very like, okay, now, now he understands me actually what I'm saying. Right. And I think that's, what's pushed us, uh, our business further. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so big important. Thing. Do you get yeah. your team to take courses like glamour courses or do you recommend it? Um, everybody has taken it except for Renee, which is my uh, longest, uh, partner in the business. <laughs> she has <laughs> I don't know, uh, yeah. but she's got a very good head on her shoulders mm-hmm. and we can communicate and she's very straightforward because a lot of times uh, a lot of people don't know how to express themselves mm-hmm. and she knows how to express herself. If something's wrong, she won't hold it in. Mm-hmm. She'll just tell me straight out. So I'm like, okay, good. But yeah. any agent that wants to do any self-development courses, it's on the team. Mm-hmm. If they say, John, I want to go do Landmark, it's on the team. They say, That's John, cool. they want to go to the Mike Berry seminar, it's on the team. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So I just provide that for them. Then we can speak the same language. Yeah. Cool. I, I think that's really important, especially like, I feel like it's like even more important with guys because guys bring a lot of ego <laughs> to the business. And like, after we kind of created that, you know, mindset and also the similar ideologies in the business, like it was just smooth sailing. Right. But like, did you ever find that was an issue with you working with other males in that had joined your team? Yes, definitely. <laughs> there were uh, <laughs> uh, younger guys. <laughs> how do you do, how do you do, how do you do, how do you deal with that? Lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is um, a lot of times, unfortunately, if you're on a team and one guy wants to have their own team. Mm. Unfortunately, just not going to work. And uh, I've had uh, a couple guys come on the team and then, and they want to do their own thing. And I just had to wish them well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're still, boys will still be boys. It's, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no hard feelings. And um, you know what? I, I wish them well. And today they have their uh, own successful teams and, or their, or their own businesses and it's all good. But um it's always more painful if you just leave it hanging and kind of drag it out. Instead, you might want to just cut it off as soon as possible. If you, if I feel like, okay, like you want your own stuff, that's why you're not working hard, hard on the team stuff. You got to tell me sooner. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. if I noticed it, I got to say something sooner mm-hmm. instead of leaving and saying, okay, well, or gossiping with my own other members, like what the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. Right. Being nasty about it. Instead, I could just come out and say, hey, you know what? This is what I've been noticing, man. And, you know, no fault to yours. I just want to be totally upfront, straightforward, and open with you. If you are looking to go your own direction, let me know. It's all good. Mm-hmm. We still be buddies. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and no so now it's like if you are, no hard feelings. And if you are 
So if you guys as team leaders, you know, you want to look for somebody who wants to uh, really crush it, but really don't care about a name. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best fit. Like I can help you, you know, hit your goals, your deal goal, and then your money goal. Right. And then it's not about us two as team leaders. It's about you and and hitting your goals. Mm-hmm. That's always what I focus on. Mm-hmm. So in fact, I wanted to, um, you know, in the next couple of years, just take the name John Sai Group completely out of the equation. It's just a generic name, but it's they can thrive under the system. They can brand themselves under this generic name, mm-hmm. right? And I can help them produce, and I provide all the back end, um, the admin, the self development, the coaching, mentoring, um, daily powwows, um, equity, retirement plan, everything on this end here, and mm-hmm. then they just go and run. Right. I just set that, set that up for them. Yeah. Do you, do you have systems? Uh, right now? Uh, fortunately we have great people. Do you, do you have systems in place? No, go ahead. For, do you have systems in place right now with everything that you do? Um, because I even like, I wanted to ask too, like, you seem very disciplined. Like you have your, is it 4 30 AM club now? Like what you have a 4 30 AM club, 5 AM club. Mm-hmm. And you have, you're so busy throughout the day. Like, how do you manage all that and how do you stay disciplined consistently? Yeah, it's very, very structured in the morning. Right. So I know that in the morning I'm, I, I got to get my must do's out of the way. Mm-hmm. My must do's are in the morning are I meditate, I do my gym stuff. And then I go into uh, two role plays in the morning, two real estate role plays. And then I go into my prospecting. But with and other then people. Uh, we do a team meeting every single morning with Is other that... other agents. Okay, yeah, and that's every morning, every Monday to Friday. Damn, that is <laughs> that is, that is really yeah. solid though, because yeah. we do a weekly. Yeah, meeting. and then nine o'clock, a weekly. Yeah, okay. we do a weekly meeting for three hours. I, I do a uh, oh, three hours. Okay, so that's good. Mm-hmm. I do a one one hour a week, and then every day we do about fifteen to twenty minutes of powwow. Mm. And what's powwow? Yeah. So basically, it's like getting on Zoom just like this, and be like, "Hey, uh, Jason, you know, um, good morning. What what are you up to today? How many uh, people are you reaching out to? What mm-hmm. clients are you servicing? Any questions for the team that we can, mm-hmm. you know, kind mm-hmm. of brainstorm on, and then we go to David." And so on and so forth. And after everybody's done, we go into affirmations and just set up the day powerfully. Interesting. And this is every single morning. Every single morning, Monday to Friday. Yeah. It's like goal planning. And then also setting it off with like a very positive uh attitude. So once you you hit the floor running, it's like you're good. Yeah. 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 So I, I create that for the team every morning. And uh except for this morning, I told them, hey, I'm coming to Fairmont. See you guys next week. But uh, yeah, so structure and discipline and delegation. Um, but I'm still, hey, I'm not nowhere near perfect. Um, I want to <laughs> be a, a leader where, uh, you know, I want to be able to leverage out of the day to day. But mm-hmm. uh, it takes work and it takes uh, trial and error and it takes a lot of failure. You know, I've had so, so much turnover, right? I've had guys and gals leave, come and leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, it hurts when people leave. You, you as a team leader, take it personally sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
but uh yeah. yeah so far so good i guess that's the hard part too as being a leader is like you you put a lot of time and energy into it and then it's like if if they end up leaving then you're like well fuck that was my time <laughs> right but i think you can't get attached to that result as being an effective leader because like you don't really want if there's poison in the team you don't want that around there anyway so it's better to to exactly off, you know yeah and i I always have to take full responsibility for whatever happens on the team mm -hmm. is that I chose this person to hire this person to come in. And if they're toxic, I chose to let that happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have to take responsibility of that. And I can't blame anybody for that. Mm -hmm. And if they're not succeeding at a high level, it's not them. It's me mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. a team leader. I didn't coach them well to do what they're supposed to do. So it's always on me, mm -hmm. not like a martyrdom, but like, responsibility you know what i mean yeah. mm -hmm. take ownership yeah. of it mm -hmm. oh by so, the way two books two books uh dichotomy of leadership and extreme ownership by uh late babin and jocko willing gotta read those two okay i'm gonna write that right now so are you practicing real estate full-time and doing this like the team or did you kind of simmer down on the real estate and um and focus more on the team uh, right now, I'm focus focusing more on the team and working on the business. I still love to work in the business. Like, mm -hmm. I love making calls, love connecting with uh, my my clients. Yeah, because I see I, that you you have those like those fifty calls, yeah. fifty calls, fifty so, calls. Yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I pulled it back to ten calls. Can mm -hmm. you imagine how uncomfortable that was? I was more comfortable doing fifty calls a day. <laughs> That's than crazy. Doing 10. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, but now I have the time to work on the team, work on the structure of the team and make sure that I have enough opportunities for the guys and work on the big picture things. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of me just working in the business, bringing in leads and I don't train them as much mm -hmm. that actually hurts me and my bottom line. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I can only do so much physically myself and the rest has to be done by the team. I'm still learning, but I think I've, you know, now, now that I'm transitioning from more doing to more being a leader, it's worked out a lot better. So last year, um, we did 132 transactions, about 1.6 million in GCI. I was able to net, well, not net net, but like to me, commissions wise, uh, just added $1 million. Mm -hmm. And I probably have gone on 20 uh, listing appointments. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you're doing splits with the team then, obviously, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's 50-50 um, mm -hmm. if the team, team gives them an opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's 60-40 um, it's if they bring it in. So if they're friends and family or they their own cold calls, mm -hmm. then it's 60-40. But I pay for all marketing, all admin, basically any cost with, with regards to doing business, it's mm -hmm. on the team. That's good. Mm -hmm. we're going through that right now actually it's just like trying to figure out the splits um and like how how to do each split per deal but it sounds like uh you you have a standard and you stick to that with everything yeah and i found that to to be working the best so far i used to have it that um if they bring in their first five deals it's going to be from 50 to 55 mm -hmm. but it's really hard, right? Because I give them enough opportunity from my end. So they'll never go up in splits. So now I just say, hey, you know what? No matter what happens, it's 60-40 if you bring it in. 
mm-hmm. right? And then uh, I have a couple members, right? That are so so the two outside of the six, they're on twenty five seventy five splits. Mm-hmm. I don't pay for their marketing, but I give them the admin support. Mm-hmm. That's twenty five seventy five. So you you're twenty five, they're seventy five. Yeah, that's pretty fair because I I feel mm-hmm. like the admin part of it is mm-hmm. what is the most time consuming anyways. And yeah. it's essentially working on the business and or uh, in the business, it needs to be done no matter what, but it actually takes away from the income producing. Exactly. So I provide that for them at a 25% um, split. And obviously I mentor and coach them at all at the same time. They come to all the meetings, but I just mm-hmm. don't pay for their marketing. Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do any marketing or is it all referral based for you? It's mostly referral based. About sixty percent of my business, our business is referral based. Mm-hmm. But now that we're starting to uh, really reach out to online leads, mm-hmm. uh, right now our ad budget is so bold leads. We're spending about six hundred dollars, sorry, nine hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then uh, prime seller leads, um, twenty five hundred dollars, and then another fifteen hundred dollars on this thing called likable agent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you guys want the contacts, I can give it to you. There's really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is that total? Like maybe five grand? Mm-hmm. A month. A month. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. That's worth it because like they don't have to, as, as an agent, I feel like a huge, like you're spending a lot of that money anyways. Um, and uh, if you're a new agent or someone that's coming into it, like it, why spend like their own money on that and, and actually just do the split because the startup cost for them is a lot less, right? So some people get it. Some people don't. Um, some, some new agents are still like, Oh, uh, I, sh- I shouldn't have to pay 50, 50. So I'm like, okay, well, you're probably not someone that's going to be, uh, what I'm looking for. And, you know, I wish you well. And, uh, and definitely if, uh, so that, that's why under the EXP, uh, platform, they still belong to my group, oh. but not my team. Interesting. In fact, I, I actually encourage new agents that come in to exp uh, they want to join my team I'm like do you, are you sure because <laughs> i can help you achieve your goals but if you want to build your own team i can help you do that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but at, and at exp i still receive a little bit of the override mm-hmm. so on top of the eight people that are on my team right now i have 379 agents in my group damn right so i'm uh, i'm receiving a, a, a residual income from that and then the team commissions as well no wonder you don't want to do any more real estate. <laughs> 379? Holy crap, man. man. You should become a coach. You start coaching all these guys to get some more people underneath them, and then you're good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, but the thing is, I, I never want to let go of my uh, real estate sales um, aspect because I have clients that I really love and I want them to be serviced cor- correctly and properly. Yeah. And that's why I have, um, you know, great people that that can service them. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's a hard thing for myself as well, too, is that like I have a lot of like very um, like, you know, dedicated clients that like to work with me. But it's mm-hmm. like I want to have like this service uh, like with that I can feel comfortable passing it off where they're like they're if they're happy with it. You know what I mean? And like sometimes I'm like, oh, should I give this client away or not? But I think it really comes down to like training and making sure that the service that you're getting from me is the exact same service you're getting from anybody else on the team. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just seamless, right? So I think that comes down to a lot of training and also just like structures in place where the clients feel like they're always getting full service no matter what. 
Exactly. And, you know, just, just while we're on that, um, I switched my language mm -hmm. from saying that, hey, this is my buyer's agent, Bonnie. Mm -hmm. um, she's going to take care of you from mm -hmm. here on out. Right. Mm -hmm. Although the service is great, the setup was not so great. Mm -hmm. So now um, wh whatever I say is uh, my partner, Michael, will give you a call. Mm -hmm. We'll set the whole thing up and we'll make sure that um, your goals are achieved. Right. Partner mm -hmm. instead of my buyer's agent, mm -hmm. my listing specialist. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When you say partner, then it's a different level. Then you're on, on the same level. So, OK, well, we're getting John. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's John, John's and John and John's partner. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. that's why I want to leverage out of the, the John side group name eventually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of why we picked like the YYC real estate group, because we're like smart. Do we want to be a team name or do we want to be like a specific person? Because I feel like when you have a specific person, you may outgrow that specific person and that the vision of that as well. So that's yeah, why we, we you, developed the YYC real estate group. That's yeah. smart. That's very smart. Yeah. Cause we're like, should we use our names? Yeah, and then Dave is like, I don't want people to know my name. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like being in the forefront of the business. Like, I didn't like taking photos. I didn't like being on camera. Like I'm the agent that likes to get stuff done in the background, right? So, right. But I didn't want my name on there. And then we were like, okay, our names are so ethnic as well, too, that we don't want to lose out on like people that might think that we're just like fob asians you know so we're like all right we're yyc real group this is david this is jason no last nice. names like that's yeah, it right? that's great so. <laughs> no that's smart i i think that's the way to go um mm -hmm. if you want to build a team solid team that everybody can feel like they're a part of mm -hmm. um but i've just been around so long as a single agent mm -hmm. uh, until 10 years after that i still uh, started to build a team but now i want to go you guys's route which is so smart yeah yeah, that'd be sweet. Well, you should uh, brand out the YVR real estate group. YVR. <laughs> there's, already, there's already a few, right? Um, there's YVR Global. There's YVR. Uh, these guys. Yeah. So it, doesn't, it doesn't flow as well. I feel like no. it doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue as smoothly. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Dave, do you have any more questions for John? Let's yeah, I had a couple questions actually. Um, Cause you have a background in psychology and uh, yeah. I feel like that's actually a really interesting, um, like, you know, like a major that you've had to actually apply into the business because a lot of what we do is psychology and also just like managing people's expectations, understanding people, listening and, and doing that. I, I just wondered how like your psychology background actually really helped you in your real estate. <laughs> well, if it, if it, if it did, I, I wouldn't remember. Right. But I, I think because I come from that background that I was mm -hmm. more open to reading more of the psychology types of sales books mm -hmm. and it comes to mindset. So I'm a big mindset guy today. Yeah. Right. So I think that had something to do with it, mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's because of what I learned in school, but it mm -hmm. certainly gave me the direction to go into more mindset stuff. Mm -hmm in real estate yeah so yeah i guess yes yeah. yeah and then the other question i had was you mentioned that you were living in taiwan before so is mm -hmm. your background's taiwanese yeah okay so you speak pretty fluent mandarin then as well uh, i would like to think so but um after 
you know, me <laughs> speaking yeah. to uh, some guys who are actually really fluent. I'm like, wow, that I'm nowhere near that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was actually looking at uh, like pre COVID uh, into taking Mandarin. I was actually taking uh, some Japanese classes and like, I mm. actually enjoyed the languages. I'm just wondering if that actually helped your business a lot because you were seeing that you were dealing with a lot of Chinese mainland clients, it, right? You know what it did? Yeah. I was very, very lucky. 2000, I think 2012 to 16, a lot of deals came from, Hey John, you speak Mandarin, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw your clients. <laughs> I got so many opportunities because of that. Now it's not as important, mm-hmm. right? But back then, wow, like what a huge opportunity because I had the Mandarin skills that people passed me business strictly because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, no matter what, uh, sales skills and being able to communicate in general trumps trumps all that. Yeah, for sure. If you're a good yeah. communicator, it, it, it comes across... Um, there's no language barrier mm-hmm. if you're just a, a, a great salesperson. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a good. I agree on that. Yeah. Well, and if the mindset's there too, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's a big one that came up with a lot of our guests is that it wasn't something like when they believed that something was not capable of achieving, they realized that it was a mindset problem. And every mm-hmm. time that they had a shift in their mindset, that's when they started to attain those goals and and get those things done that they thought that they could never achieve because mm. like the same mindset that they were using to try to to do those things weren't in existence because they never done it before. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So for sure. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to say something. I I um I, I don't I don't mean to botch those uh, uh luxury tax numbers. So I'm gonna send you um <laughs> what i found official numbers so viewers can't be like yo this john guy doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> okay <laughs> i just kept thinking about that okay no i'm complete it's, it's clear now it's clear now yeah, if, okay. if they listen to the whole episode listen to the whole episode it's <laughs> uh, awesome uh i just have a few more questions before we wrap this up uh what sure. advice can you give to someone i feel like well, I guess this is a more personal question to us about growing the team and growing the real estate to the next level. Because I feel like this year we're, I, I, I have been like, okay, we need to make a shift because like we've been steadily growing, but I want that jump. How, how would you say we get to that next level? Yeah, the next level is just around the corner and you have to do something that's uh, dramatically uncomfortable, whatever that may be for you. Um, as an opportunity. So for example, for me to grow, I knew the opportunity for me was to go to uh, invest in online lead gen. I was so uncomfortable. I was like dabbling like 250 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month. And now we're like 5,000 bucks a month. So that for me was the next level. And for me to actually, if I made the same amount of money in real estate, but I prospected from 50 people to 10 people and make the same amount of money, I actually come out on top. That's already the next level. But then it then is scalable because I can use my other time to work on the business to go to even a higher level and hire more people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then create more opportunities for leads and, and, and train on conversion to go to the next level. But mm-hmm. uh, the other thing I would say is um, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. Right. Um, I filled all, all my way through and I had people, you know, come in and out. It was like a revolving door and I had to be okay with it. 
and just keep moving forward no matter what just keep moving forward don't be in a rush and uh, do something uncomfortable to build the team because uncomfortable as a single agent as you and I know it's picking up the phone and and and, and calling people mm-hmm. very uncomfortable but on a higher level working on the business is is becoming a great leader and becoming a great leader is uncomfortable so whatever that is for you guys um that you already know what to do so like landmark Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. That's when you have to hire a coach or a consultant to look at your team structure, mm. right? But if you already know something that um, is going to take you to the next level and you're not doing it, that's exactly what you should do. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing a coaching right now for uh, oh, nice. yeah, one of our mm. friends. They, they have a sales training course. They're actually from Vancouver. Um, so I'm taking that right now. I just did their class last week. And then I have like a few uh, repeat things i actually did my morning call with them this morning and then nice. i just actually signed up with another one from an agent in la that it's like a pretty big producer out there so it's like you need to f- talk to people that are doing it that's what we're doing dave yeah man i i appreciate this so much um yeah. it's been fun today man and yeah. let's let's keep connected and obviously we'll we'll keep masterminding and if you guys have any questions, I don't even know what your production is at. You probably do more than I am. No, 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 no. I, th- okay. I, th- I think we did like, uh, what, 40, 50 deals last year. Yeah. But the deals are not as big as yours. So yeah. it's probably like got half the size. Right. Yeah. So we need to do like, so we calculated it out. I think we need to do about eight deals a month to be the, where we're, where we want to be at for the next stage. And then once we surpass that, we'll keep on trying to double that, right? So, um, but I think a big thing too to leverage time is building a team so that when uh, like it, it gives you back more time without losing your own personal time. Because as a, a single agent or like, you know, a, a self-employed agent, if you're doing all that, you literally have no life. Yeah. Like you don't have time yeah, for no yourself, life. right? So no, it's like, no, no. and if you're going to be living like that, it's like, well, what are you living for? to just work like you know that's not like life's too short at the end of the day so it's like why would you be spending your whole life just to like make this money when you don't even have a life for yourself Uh, you hit it right on the head man um i'll leave off with this uh through building a team i was able to go from 12 14 hour days seven days a week to now i'm working four days a week and seven hours a day Mm-hmm. And last year, like we said, uh, 132 transactions, I, I went on 20 listing appointments, mm-hmm. right? So that's, I'm, I'm going towards the, the, the freedom end, right? But mm-hmm. I had to fail all this way. It wasn't easy, but mm-hmm. I come to this point. So I'm very grateful. And uh, man, like if, like Jason called me, um, what was it like a couple weeks ago? You mm-hmm. had some questions, um, dude, David, uh, hit me up anytime. I'm here. I actually have an agent that is actually interested in Vancouver to join a team. And I was like, he needs out to John. Uh, He was actually looking to uh, like get his license. He's actually from Calgary. He's also a graduate as well, too, from Landmark. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he he has good communication. um, And then uh, he was actually asking, but I'm like, well, well, let me wait till I go on this podcast call with John and I'll I'll do an introduction to him. So thanks, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no problem. I just want to, before we end it, what was that? I really love what you said. You failed all the way through. 
Is that it? You failed all the way through to success. Um, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. that's how I feel. Failed. I feel like I failed all the way through. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is? I think it's, uh, what did they say? I think it's Winston Churchill that said, uh, if you can, success is uh, going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. Mm. And that is tough as hell, man. And mm. I've had my days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just are mad at everything. But um, again, I'm going to go back to what I said is if we're not under a tarp right now, we've made good. it. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. And everything else is 99, 99% of all our problems are first world problems. So um, that we hit the lottery jackpot by being realtors. And <laughs> that's why that's people true. think we are overpaid. You know, <laughs> die, until you're, hard until you're in it, until you yeah. are a realtor, then you're like, yeah, I'm no underpaid. <laughs> Uh, where can the people find you like uh, <clears throat> social media website uh, like location thank you uh, so John Sai on Facebook Sai uh, real estate on Instagram clubhouse and Twitter and um, what's my TikTok I've only had like three videos on TikTok <laughs> but I think it's Sai real estate as well okay yeah just building that up awesome so. that's a good one awesome. yeah and, and then we'll talk about you investing in Calgary. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk, man. Yeah. Cash flow. Cash Ca- it will cash flow. It will cash okay. flow. Okay. okay. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks, All right. Sean. Thanks cool. for the call. Thank you so Cheers, much. Cheers, guys. Yeah. All Thanks. The best. You too. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Okay.